Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast. It's Thursday, July the 23rd. I'm Richard Woolley and today I'm going to be speaking to financial analyst Noor Seher about Spanish gaming group Cadera and emerging markets reporter Bianca Bora about Etihad Airways special purpose vehicle EA Partners. But first, a snapshot of a new deal in the primary market. Stonegate, the UK pub company, is marketing a five-year £950 million fixed-rate senior secured bond, along with a five-year €300 million floating-rate senior secured bond. As we speak, the sterling tranche is being offered with a coupon of 8% to 8.25%, while the euro FRN has a yield range of 725 to 7.5%. The really interesting aspect of Stonegate's new bonds is that the company has disclosed pro forma financials that are based on numbers backdated to January 2020. In other words, they don't account for the impact of the pandemic. As far as our analysts are aware, this is the first time stale numbers have been used in a primary issuance in this way. It can, however, be seen as an extension of a trend that has developed in the past few months, where stressed borrowers have negotiated with their lenders to test financial covenants based on historic 2019 Turning to Cadera now, the Spanish gaming company announced a big restructuring plan last week, having been severely hit by the coronavirus crisis. I asked analyst Noor Seher to explain how the pandemic has affected the company and what the restructuring plan looks like. Hi Richard, so Cadere relies on retail gaming for more than 95% of its revenue, which was not helpful when the pandemic hit. The group had to shut down most of its retail operations in March when lockdowns were imposed in Spain, Italy and Latin America. While the operations remained closed, Cadere lost most of its revenue and was burning about 20 to 25 million euros of cash per month. And this was before interest payments. Although the group's operations in Spain and Italy reopened in June, a lot of its operations in Latin America still remained closed. Even by, the, even by its own guidance, Cordure expects not to return to normal revenue before the second half of 2021. The cash burn during the pandemic left the group with a huge liquidity gap of more than 100 million. Moreover, the EBITDA and the revenue loss left the group unable to refinance its 500 million euros and 300 million dollars senior secured notes, both of which are due in 2021. Okay, and what does the restructuring deal look like at the moment? Last week, Kudure agreed a restructuring plan with an ad hoc group of bondholders advised by Millbank and PGD. The deal includes 250 million of super senior notes provided by existing bondholders at a hefty double-digit coupon. These super senior notes will be used to fund liquidity needs and repay the current RCF. The deal also includes a two-year maturity extension on the existing 2021 senior secured notes. It increases the interest rates on these notes and will also include a PIC component going forward. There will also be some covenant changes to the existing notes. Okay, and how likely do you think it is that the plan's going to be approved? In my view, it is quite likely that the deal would get approved and would get implemented. If the group goes down the route of an English scheme of arrangement, which seems to be the likely option here, it would need approval from 75% of note holders by value and 50% by number to amend the terms of the existing notes. As of July 20th, 78% of note holders had already agreed to the original lockup agreement. 
Kodora expects to get the majority shareholder approval on July 30th. Most of the shareholders have already agreed to vote in favor of the transaction. The restructuring is expected to be completed before the end of October. And what do you think Kodera's post-restructuring prospects look like? I think the restructuring deal does solve the immediate problems of liquidity and looming debt maturities. It also gives Kadere time to recover its operations once the pandemic eases. If the operations do return to normal by mid-2021, Kodore could start generating up to 20 million of cash per year. Its cash generation would be extremely strained by the high interest rate it has to pay post-restructuring. Although it can choose to pick a component of the interest rate, but that would just add to the company's debt burden. In my view, there is still too much debt in the capital structure and the maturity extension just pushes the problem down the road. There is also a risk of a potential second COVID-19 wave alongside the large exposure to Latin America, which is prone to currency depreciation. A lot has to go right for Kudere before an actual refinancing can occur. Now, the pandemic has obviously put severe strain on airlines, a number of which were already facing difficulties before passenger numbers dropped off earlier this year. This seems particularly true of Etihad's AE partners structure. Emerging Markets reporter Bianca Bora has been following the situation closely. So Etihad Airways, which is owned by Abu Dhabi, set up these SPVs to raise $1.2 billion of debt through two bonds in 2015 and 2016. The proceeds were used to invest in European airlines as part of its expansion plans. The way the notes are structured is similar to a collateralized loan obligation, with the proceeds from the notes used to lend money to Air Berlin, Air Serbia, Air Seychelles, Alitalia, Jet Airways, and Etihad itself. The interest the airlines paid on the loans was used to pay the coupon on the notes. This structure came tumbling down when three of the airlines became insolvent and others became unable to make further payments. Because of the way the notes are structured, there is no recourse to Etihad for the payment of this debt. Paul Hastings, the law firm that advised EAP on the issuance of the notes, said the notes benefit from Etihad's A credit rating on an indirect basis, but avoid any balance sheet liability for Etihad in respect of its airline alliance partners. The trouble started in May 2017 when Alitalia filed for administration in Italy, which sent the notes to the 80s. Three months later, in August 2017, Air Berlin also filed for insolvency. The issuers tried to remarket the two airlines' defaulted portion of the debt, but failed to do so as bondholders felt the offers for the debt were too low. At the beginning of 2019, Jet Airways became insolvent and stopped making payments to the structure by March. After that, EAP ran out of funds to make full coupon payments. The notes have since fallen to around 40. Okay, and what have been the more recent developments? Since the onset of the coronavirus, the remaining airlines have also alerted the issuers of their struggle to make payments. Air Serbia has asked for an 82% haircut on the $122 million it owes to EAP through the two notes. Air Seychelles has also said it would like to negotiate on its debt. The Bondholder Steering Committee, which is being advised by PJT and K&L Gates, sent a restructuring proposal to Etihad in April. They proposed an extension of up to three years and a reduction in principle to reflect the Air Berlin and Jet Airways defaults in exchange for a full guarantee of the remaining debt to EAP by Etihad or the Abu Dhabi government. Etihad did not respond. 
And what are the next steps for bondholders, do you think? Having failed to bring Etihad to the table, the bondholders have filed claims in Alitalia and Air Berlin's insolvency proceedings. They have also asked the New York District Court to subpoena Etihad and Fitch to produce a document which states Etihad is willing to guarantee Alitalia's portion of the debt to EAP. The group has since received the document without the court's help. We are waiting for a statement from EAP on this tomorrow. Hogan Lovells represented Etihad in the proceedings. The 2020 bonds mature on September 28th, so time is running out. Recovery could just consist of Etihad's portion of the debt that will be repaid in full at maturity, which equates to around $433 million out of the $1.2 billion outstanding. If the note holders can use the debt assumption agreement to force Etihad to cover Alitalia's portion of the debt, the recovery will increase to just over half at $664 million for both notes. This whole saga may make investors think twice about investing in SPVs with implied guarantees from government-owned entities without any proper recourse in the documentation. As always, you can read more about all of these situations on our website, reorg.com. We'll be back in two weeks with another Reorg Europe podcast, but until then, stay safe and thank you very much for listening.